This is normal, she must have thought, if she thought about it at all, as she witnessed the courtship and marriages and family planning of the probably single most important family in the salvation story that God tells us in his word. Zilpah saw it all, and she must have thought a version of, this is normal, this is how it's done, this is what people do. Her culture told her that, in business, you've acted correctly if you've gotten away with it. And so she was not phased when her master Laban promised his nephew Jacob the hand of his daughter Rachel in marriage in exchange for seven years of work, and how after the seven years of work Laban snuck Rachel's sister Leah into the tent for Jacob to consummate with instead. Zilpah was aware, if not a witness to it, because Laban gave her to Leah as her attendant for that night and for her married life to come, and Zilpah probably never even batted an eye at how Laban got his first daughter married off to a good husband and got seven years of work out of him, and then got seven more in exchange for the sister he had actually wanted. Her culture told her that Laban had acted shrewdly. Zilpah's culture also told her that, in family planning, there is no plan other than to produce as many sons for your husband as possible. And so she was not phased when the sisters competed to do that for their shared husband, and when Rachel called in her maidservant Bilha for backup, that wasn't weird for Zilpah, she probably expected it, and she probably wasn't surprised when she got called in for Leah's side. Maybe she thought it wouldn't be necessary since Leah had gotten a commanding lead all on her own, but she wasn't shocked that Leah wanted to secure her lead by having Zilpah sleep with her husband and then claiming both her sons as her own. That was the very definition of family planning at the time. Zilpah surely accepted it as such. This is normal, she must have thought, if she thought about it at all. But we think about it because Moses tells us about it, and we're shocked. We bat all of the eyes. We are phased and scandalized because it's not normal for us. We think and are wrong and are in a culture that describes a not entirely different normal. And we are shocked by some of it, but not all of it. And that's true of you whether or not you're in the same culture as me. Every culture has its own normal, and every normal includes some version of sin. Because sin is normal. And so it's not the shocking, scandalizing sins that are most dangerous to us. I mean, if Zilpah had seen and understood any of the rainbow flag celebrations last month, or knew about our country's divorce rate, or heard how casually kids talk to their parents, she would have been far more offended than we are at the fact that she was one of four women effectively married to the same wealthy man because of a business deal that he could have handled better. It's the sins that we look at and say, this is normal, that are most dangerous to us because we don't think about them other than to accept them as the way things are. This is what people do. 
People sin. People sin. That's normal. People don't even bat an eye at the way we earn eternity in hell for ourselves day after day. And we tell each other that sin is normal and acceptable and the way things are done all the time. We perpetuate cultures that encourage sin until everybody accepts as normal that everybody watches porn, sleeps around before marriage, takes their spouse for granted, gossips, lies, hates, is selfish, greedy, mean, sinful. It's normal. It takes God to show us that it shouldn't be. It takes God to show us that it won't be. On the time scale of eternity, roughly 6,000 years of it being normal for people to sin is one day going to look like a blip at which we wouldn't even bat an eye. And on which side of eternity do we want to be? This normal family that is important to the salvation story that God tells us in his word, they had blind spots for sins that we find shocking. And so it's shocking to us to think that God loved them and used them to bring his son into the world to save them. And that shock is a gift to us when we transfer it to ourselves and let ourselves be shocked at God's love for us, considering that we don't even bat an eye at the sins that earn for us eternal punishment, at the sins which God has taken away, as he has for all people. It's normal to be forgiven, because God has forgiven everyone in Jesus. So do we cut Zilpah some slack? Or do we hold on to our shock and indignation? Or do we do what God does and look sin right in the eye, see it for exactly what it is, and watch as Jesus Christ takes it all away? dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving Bethel Lutheran Church of Menasha, Wisconsin. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shewi, who is like a snow-cooled drink at harvest time. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.